0: on everybody. It's time for another episode of The Exchange. I'm your host Logan Lewis and we're here on a beautiful Saturday. Uh, I've got a great guest today. Before we get to that, of course, same things I tell you every week. Go follow the podcast on Instagram, Exchange Pod Log. got change that handle. It's not a good handle at all. Not good for sharing. It's a horrible handle, but one day we'll change it, but not, day, not today. Uh, also, share a fr- share with a friend, man. Tell a friend in need. We do interviews every single week with different and interesting people. They could be my grandparents celebrating their 59th anniversary. I did that episode uh, last year. Or we could be talking to uh, my parents, talking about how they met, their journey to get to where they are. Or we could be talking to business owners, entrepreneurs, everybody in between. And uh, this week, I've got uh, someone very interesting. I've got Jeff, who is the... Vice President of Business Development at New Realm Brewing. How's it going, Jeff? Amazing. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks so much for inviting me here to do this. Uh, It it feels like... uh this is the only place that this should happen. Like, I, <laughs> it's a little chilly. We're in the barrel aging room. It's a little chilly in here today, but
1: we should be doing this outside. It's beautiful today. It
0: is. I, I, when I was driving, uh, I mentioned I went to Woodstock this morning to meet a friend, and it was kind of kind of sprinkling, kind of just cloudy, kind of dreary, but then I, as soon as I got out of that, I was like, oh my God, the sun came out. It's so beautiful out, um, but... But yeah, man, thanks for having me. This is really cool for me. This is the coolest, probably the coolest location I've ever done a pod at. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you and thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. So um, I guess the first question I usually ask everybody is how do we know each other? How did we connect? Do you want to get into that?
1: Well, I, I think it's interesting because, yeah, we do have a mutual contact in Riley who uh, was with two, da- two dudes, one dad you know, did a podcast. and actually did it here in our building as well, and uh, I actually watched the podcast, and uh, that's when I reached out and said, hey, you know, if you're ever interested in coming down and checking out the brewery, and uh, I did find it very interesting, the story you shared with me, that uh, you actually can't drink beer, huh?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a really unfortunate tale that I've, <laughs> that I've learned to have to tell people. Um, I, I was at a, I'll never forget it, I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings watching some kind of playoff game, I think a little over a year and a half ago, and I ordered a beer like I normally would with, with all my friends and buddies, and and I took the first sip, and my tongue kind of started to feel heavy, and it, and I thought, okay, that's weird. Maybe there's something in the beer I, I drink. It was like a Michelob Ultra. It was nothing special. I was like, I drink these pretty, you know, frequently with friends and stuff. So this is weird. Maybe something's wrong with the something in the back. Like I, I excused it. And thought nothing of it. But then that weekend, I think I had another beer. I think I had a well, a beer, an angry orchard with, with some family. And same thing. My, my, my tongue kind of got really thick or heavy or whatever. And my throat kind of felt like it was closing up. So I was like this is a problem. So I went to the or it was a damn good beer. <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah, or it was a damn good beer. And so I went to the doctor to kind of tell her what was going on and she was like sounds like you're you're allergic to something that's in the beer and kind of did some tests and experiments and it's the hops. It's okay. the, it's that ingredient that that just turns me away unfortunately, which sucks cuz I think it was at the end of 2019 that I discovered this now because I think my New Year's resolution was to go to all the breweries in the city, or at least maybe like do a brewery tour along the southeast coast of the U.S. or something. Just kind of go and try all new things, and because I've been pretty traditional, or not traditional, just I'd be drinking like light beers or ciders, nothing crazy. I was very basic in terms of alcohol, or I would just make a mixed drink. I was a mixed drink guy. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, I. I can't drink beer, so oh. I, I am. Hey, uh, at least
1: there's this big craze going on with uh, with hard seltzers. Absolutely,
0: so. there's there. Could, if, when I tell you there couldn't be more of a hail mary thing <laughs> to happen to me, it's it's the the rise in popularity of the hard seltzers, which is part of the reason we're here today to talk about some hard seltzers. But um, before we get into to that, I want to hear about you personally, like your backstory. Where'd you go to college? You br- mentioned briefly that you're a big Georgia guy. You born and raised went to college here, fan of Georgia, Kennesaw. Give me give me the backstory on Jeff.
1: Yeah, so I uh, actually moved here with my family when I was real young, when I was seven, and um, you know, Atlanta is definitely home, so I've lived all around Cobb County, and uh, I went to Wheeler High School, and uh, then went to Kennesaw State, and, and worked three jobs while going to school, and uh, put myself through college, and uh, Huge fan of Kennesaw State Athletics, and obviously my, you know, my alma mater, and, uh, and UGA, of course, because when I went to school at Kennesaw State, we didn't have a football team. Now we do. We're yep. doing very, very sure well. Do. Yep. Uh, lots of fun to watch. And uh, so when I graduated from school, I actually went into the restaurant business and uh, was the general manager for uh, a wing joint here in Atlanta, and I uh, got recruited out of there, there after a few years to go work for Miller Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, so the Miller Brewing Company office was right across the street from from my restaurant and uh, got recruited to go join. They were having an entry-level type program to call on convenience stores and kind of learn the business uh, from the ground up, just calling on a a group of 50 independent convenience stores. And uh, did that job for a couple of years and worked my way up through sales management. And uh, over a 10-year career with Miller and eventually Miller Coors, I had a regional position where I was supporting the general managers for the Southeast. And left there and went to. Sweetwater Brewing Company and led all their expansion at Sweetwater uh, over a three-year period. And uh, that was amazing. Uh, It was during the height of craft beer and just everyone was going crazy around craft beer and uh, expansion was a lot of fun. Went from, I believe, nine states to about 23 states while I worked there and I uh, helped helped the team lead that expansion. And then I was fortunate to go work at Beatbox Beverages, which is a uh, wine-based party punch. Uh, They were on Shark Tank and was fortunate to take over the VP sales job with those guys and uh, had a lot of fun working with the, the team. And that's really where I got, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, of, you know, really doing multiple jobs and uh, really driving, you know, growth within a company. Um, and just really that grind of just, you know, work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle to build a brand And uh, that led me here to New Realm. Uh, I feel like we're in a great stage of where we're at with New Realm in terms of still being kind of on the entry level here, um, you know, three years in, Um, but, you know, really getting ready to... know, expand and, uh, and really grow our business. So real, real pleased to be here. And of course, along the way, I I did, I met my wife in college, and we had three children, and uh, Madeline, Ashley, and Evan, and Maddie's here with us today. She's checking
0: out the brewery and just kind of hanging out with us. So yeah, um, that's, that's me. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Did you, when you were growing up in in high school, college, were you always, I don't want to this is the stereotypical term you probably hear a lot, like the whole beer snob thing. Yeah, Have you always been a big beer guy, or did you go to college, study marketing and study sales or business development or whatever? and And you just so happened to land the career in like the restaurant slash beer industry? Like, yeah, i actually I actually think
1: I just got very fortunate and lucky to find this, you know this type of position. Um, so I went to school and I was an organizational communication major. so, I'm very process driven um, in the business world. So I've got a lot of systems and processes that I, I've set up or I've learned that I, I execute with, with our team. Um, and I think that you know having that organizational communication degree, a focus on marketing in college. But you know once again, I think I was in the restaurant business. And I was able to use all those skills to help drive growth at the restaurant. And I nearly doubled the sales when I was at this one particular restaurant. And they transferred me to another restaurant with because um, it was a franchise and I doubled the sales there as well so I think just you know having that drive to, you know, to grow a business um, I think I picked that up you know in college and in the restaurant business and then obviously picked up more and more skills and more and more drive through each, each and every job that I've had so
0: shout out shout out to, uh, to Madeline that, that's her name she, yeah. she's coming in trying not to make a noise it's okay you can, you can pull the chair out it's, it's all good Um, so with, with all that said, man, uh, you know, 2020 kind of made a lot of businesses have to pivot and you being in the brewing and restaurant industry, you know, you have to, you have to pivot or you have to find something to do to accommodate for the the ongoing global pandemic and, uh, and, and figure out a way was, was there ever like, I don't want to say, were you ever scared, but. It's definitely something you've probably, I'm assuming, have never seen in your career before. So it was Correct. kind of a hard pivot to have to make to try to figure something out.
1: Well, I think what's interesting on my journey is is that when when COVID nineteen hit, I was actually still working, uh, still still working at, at Beatbox. And you know what's interesting about the two different brands um, was that you know in our business. Sales in the off-premise, you know, independent retailers, convenience stores, grocery stores, oh, there was heavy pantry loading going on, and people, sure. you know, people were spending more time at home, and what's interesting about when I was at Beatbox was that really benefited, you know, Beatbox to some degree, right, because there was a lot of people that, you know, were looking for the best bang for their buck, um, and, you know, were pantry loading, going out, and, and stocking up on, you know food, toilet paper, and booze, right? (laughs) The three (laughs) Uh, essentials. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, what's interesting when I kind of look back is I think that there was a little bit of of a benefit there. Whereas in a business that's so heavily uh, impacted in the on-premise restaurants and bars, right, where people were not going out um, and you had to have a solid solid distribution in grocery in the grocery channel uh, if you're a beer company and you know so i think you know you saw big brands like you know Anheuser Busch and Miller Coors uh, or Molson Coors pardon me you know really benefit from people pantry loading because sure. they were buying 30 packs of Miller Lite sure. Bud Light um, and i think that our business you know cuz we we disproportionately we do a lot of our business in the on premise and of course having the restaurant here in in Atlanta and having the restaurant in Virginia Uh, which drives a lot of revenue for us, you know, it definitely took a toll on our business here at New Realm. But um, we, you know, we're thankfully coming out of that now, right? And uh, we were able to weather the storm and, you know, shout out to, you know, to our executive leadership team. I mean, we kept everybody employed throughout the entire pandemic. So, um, and on top of that, we put a system in place where everybody got tested twice a month. Uh, obviously with the restaurant here it's very important that you know we made sure that we kept our team healthy so you know um, we tested every couple of weeks everyone had the option uh, or the availability to get tested here at the brewery so sure
0: that's awesome yeah it, that, that's incredible to 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 be in that kind of industry and not have to have laid off a, a single person not, that's that's not actually a single that's, person. That's, like, that's a Christmas miracle yeah. right there man yeah um, do you find it difficult because Atlanta is I mean, 've lived, I've lived in a lot of different cities growing up i my dad is in commercial construction okay and so we we moved around quite a bit Georgia, I think was the tenth or eleventh home that I'd lived in over the course of growing up so I've been in a lot of cities, but I haven't been in any city beside Atlanta since turning twenty one so I'm, I never really knew the brewery situation in all the other cities so I assume that Atlanta is, is pretty hopping when it comes to when it comes to breweries everywhere. Do you ever find it difficult to Compete because there's there's a brewery everywhere. You know, there's one in Kennesaw. There's a there's a couple in Marietta. There's like dozens in Atlanta. Like, do you find it difficult? Do you guys almost feed off each other? Like, how does that whole? How do you? How? Well, look, (laughs) you know, there's that old saying:
1: "Rising tide floats all boats." Right. So the the more craft beer that people drink, I think you know we're 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 all going to grow. But yes, we we you know although it's a very friendly industry, and I was just at an event a couple nights ago where. I ran into probably 10 or 15 supplier reps, and, you know, we're all high-fiving each other, and yeah. we're all checking in on sure. each other, and we've all been calling on the same distributor, you know, some of us for almost 20 years, um, and it was, it was really cool to you know, run into everybody, but, you know, like I, I always, you know, tell our team, you know, you know we, we compete on the streets, but, you know, it's a very friendly sure. industry. Um, is it hard to compete? Absolutely. I mean, look, there's some very big craft breweries here in Atlanta. And I think, you know, we're very fortunate. We as consumers, you and I and Riley and everyone else, you know, as consumers, we're very fortunate. If you look at how many breweries there are, so many options. And, you know, each brewery produces, you know, so many different styles of beers. And uh, so I think as a consumer, it's awesome. Um, You know, as you're trying to enter the market, you know, we're, little over three years old as a brewery right now, um, it's definitely, you know, it's challenging entering a market like Atlanta, right? Um, the other thing, too, that I think is really intriguing about Atlanta and the and the community, the beer community, is just how many people write about beer, like journalists-wise, yeah. you know? I think there's a lot of people that like to write about beer. Um, I think that the culture here in, in Georgia specifically, it, it's pretty... It, It's pretty crazy how many people just enjoy the the beer culture. I think when I talk to friends, you know, in in other states, you know, they're like, man, you guys have, you know, this person writing about beer and this person writing about beer and, you know, um, and they're all here in Atlanta. So I I think that's, that's a benefit to consumers as well because there's a lot of coverage around craft beer here in Georgia.
0: Sure, that's awesome. And being here on the Beltline, too, is just an amazing location because even if somebody like myself, a few months back, I came here and had no intention of, of coming to New Realm, but, you know, you're walking, and you're walking, and you're like, oh, shit, there's, there's New Realm. Like, yeah. might as well stop in and, and have a drink or something. Like, I, I'm sure there's not a better place that you guys could to wish to be right now.
1: Well, hey, we, we love being on the belt line, We love being in Atlanta. We love tying back to the community and working with, you know, with community organizations. And, you know, just, I mean, you look outside now, our, our beer garden's packed right now, yeah. and it's, what, 12, one o'clock, and we've mm-hmm. got a long day ahead. So, you know, definitely a lot of... A lot of walk-up traffic, um, you know, from people walking on the Beltline. So it's a great location.
0: You mentioned uh, a few minutes ago Virginia. Do you guys have a Virginia
1: location? We do. We have a brewery up in Virginia Beach okay. um, that uh, about, I think it was three or four months after we opened uh, the Atlanta facility is when we opened up Virginia Beach. And what it was, it was the old, uh, when Green Flash came to the East Coast, mm-hmm. um, you know, they um, – uh, for lack of a better term, like I guess when they were trying to expand east, um, things didn't go so well for them. and uh their brewery that they opened up in Virginia, um, we had uh the opportunity to take over that brewery and rebrand it for New Realm. That's so, awesome. Uh that's the brewery that we took over and uh excited actually to share that we're actually going to be opening a distillery uh and a small brew house uh down in Savannah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, towards the end of April. So We're real excited about that, so it's going to be a distillery, and uh, we'll have a pilot brewing system down there, and uh, that'll drive another anchor for us down there in the Savannah Market, which is definitely an up-and-coming, you know, craft beer market.
0: Absolutely. How does it, how do you guys plan that sort of thing? Like, in terms of, like, expanding or picking a location, I'm sure it's, you guys are doing months and months and months of research and and just asking around or, or, you know, I'm sure so much goes into picking. Like, okay, Savannah so is going to be the next chapter. Like, yeah. what? Like, how? How well, do you guys decide on? Like, how'd you decide Virginia? Why Virginia? Why well, not think South Carolina or Virginia lucky. or North Carolina or anything?
1: Yeah, we got super lucky on Virginia, right? I mean, it was just right time, right place, and the right opportunity and the right connections. Um, you know, what's interesting? So, my title I'm VP of Business Development, so I'm more sales driven in terms of driving the business but we actually have a job posted now for vp of development there like you said there's so much that goes into finding the next site or or finding where we want to go and the why behind it Uh, we actually have that job posted now so if there's anybody out there that has experience in helping companies you know uh, find their next locations or or scout out areas uh, that job is posted on our website right now um, right now, Carrie Falcone, our CEO, is really driving that process. Um, you know, scouting new locations, and
0: you know, we're we're real excited about what the future you know looks like for us in terms of expansion. So. that's awesome, man. What is the? You might be biased, and you might be careful with your answer here, but what's the best and the worst thing about working in beer? Uh,
1: I would say the the best part is just the social aspect, right? I mean, we talked before we. we you know before the podcast of just how thankful I am for my network and I think you know learning how to network in this industry and you know one conversation always leads to the next so um, I think that you know the, the best thing for me is just the the people I get to meet and I get to experience uh, the experiences I get to have over a beer right I got a beer sitting in front of me right now you have a seltzer hard seltzer in front of you you know it's it's a very fun industry um, and one that we can you know do things like this on a Saturday afternoon and get to know one another, and and, um, get to share ideas and concepts over a beer. The worst part is it beer is sold 24 <laughs> seven. So <laughs> not lying. When there's phone calls, you know, coming in at 10 o'clock at night, you know, there's sure. out of stocks or you get start getting text messages at five in the morning, you know, from, from people in the industry, uh, beer is sold 24 seven. And, uh, so it's a 24 seven business. Yeah, so absolutely. I, you know, for me, that's amazing. Cause I'm a 24 seven guy. Yeah. Um, I have no issues, you know, putting in the work, no issues, um, you know, Running, Stepping up to the plate. Yeah, running at that pace. Uh, but I would definitely, I could see where that could be, you know, something that could be an issue for, you know, for some people that want to break into the industry.
0: Sure, sure. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I I used to be the guy that thought LinkedIn, we, we chatted about LinkedIn briefly. Yeah. I, I used to think LinkedIn was the dumbest thing ever. I thought it was the w- biggest waste of time but after, post-graduating college, and I'm sure this is something you might preach to your kids now and as they're growing, getting older and stuff, and it's definitely something if LinkedIn is still a thing when I have kids in the future, I'm sure it will be. Absolutely. But, like, take advantage of your connections. The, the people you know, like, if you would have told me a month ago that I would be sitting in New Realm doing a podcast with, with you, I would have said, like, bullshit. Like, <laughs> there's no way. But because of the, the Riley connection that we have um, and just – you know, networking is, is everything. It's, it sounds cliche, but it's, it's the truth.
1: It is. I mean, look, there's that old saying, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I haven't gotten a single job um, in my career based upon what I know. I mean, you know, I mean, I've got an undergraduate degree from Kennesaw State and I, you know, I shared the story of how I got recruited out of the restaurant business to go to Miller. Then I got recruited to go to Sweetwater. Then, you know, I went, I leveraged my network to, I was talking with an investor in Beatbox and he connected me to the team there. Um, Then I met Bob and Carrie four years ago uh, while I was still working at Sweetwater. um, And the opportunity came about where they needed someone to really help lead this expansion and and help drive additional growth. And, And so networking is critical. And LinkedIn is a big part of that too. And I think the more that I try to share once or twice a week on LinkedIn, whether it's a display that we've you know, that we've built here, whether it's a new account that's a key account, you know, like a national account where we get distribution, Um, or even, you know, my wife just got promoted her job to director of sales, even just pushing out content for her, congratulating her. I think the more that you can get your name um, and what you're trying to get accomplished out on LinkedIn is a really good thing, you know, for you and the business that you represent.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people I think that and, and the same thing goes with Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram. A lot of people are like, well, I'm going to post something, but who's going to see it? People see it. Yep. Like, I, I was checking the stats on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has quickly become one of the most used apps on my phone. I'm always on it, just as you are. I'm sharing stuff yeah. constantly. Even if I know nobody likes it or nobody comments it, people are looking at it. I think
1: what's important too on LinkedIn, you know, and, and look, I, I don't know much about the algorithms and all, but I think on all social, what's important. For you to give back and support your network is that you're commenting and you're liking if you like if you see something that you like or try to help your network because I think the more and you'll have to rescue me here if I'm wrong but the more interaction the more engagement with your posts the more it's going to be shown to other people's feeds so you know I I'm on there quite a bit just liking or commenting on people's things that yeah. are in my network and that's one way that I can give back to the people who have helped me um, there's people all across the country like. I, I look for their posts and I try to support them and comment and it could just be as simple as a high five or whatever, but sure. hopefully that, that drives more uh, engagement, you know, with other people so that their message is seen because we're living in a very, you know, content driven world right now. Sure. Absolutely. Everyone's joining team content.
0: <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I've, I used to also be the guy that would delete contacts out of my phone. If I haven't talked to someone in a certain amount of time, I'd be like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that person anymore. I now couldn't be further from the truth. Like you never know. But what if they need you? Exactly. What if they call you? You want to support them.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And and I think, you know, that's, that's what's important to me. And that's why I don't delete contacts. You know, it's, it's not necessarily what I need from other people. It's I want to be accessible to them too. And so when they call, I know who's calling and I want to help. I think most people have the inherent nature that want to help people right? I mean, if you, you know, I reached out to you, I said, hey, you know, is there anything, you know, I can do to help support your podcast, love for you to host you, you know, and this will lead to something else too, sure. you know, and someone else will reach out. So I think most people, you know, it's inherent in us as, you know, entrepreneurs or as, you know, people that want to succeed, that we want to help each other. And I think, you know, social media is one way to get that help um, and to scale your messaging, but also being there for, you know, you mentioned the contacts, you yeah. know, don't delete contacts no. and leverage those contacts, reach out, not just when you need something, but reach out and say, hello, you know, Hey, what's going on? How can I help you? You know, is there anything I can do to support you? So.
0: That's, that's awesome that you say that too. Cause me and my roommates were talking last night, <laughs> me and my girlfriend and roommates were saying, I think we were talking about friends keeping in touch with friends. Um, I released an episode of this podcast, um, well, today's Saturday, by the time people hear this, it'll be a week ago or so, but um, about with a friend that has become a big video game streamer on Twitch, and he was a friend from high school, and I hadn't talked to him in years. And uh, we talked a little bit about how, when they they listened to it and they said, yeah, it's, it's crazy that you kept up with that guy. Like, I don't have the capacity to keep up with people. And so we looked up, someone asked the question, how many... How many people does the average person, how many relationships does the average person keep up? And there's actually a whole science and principle behind this thing. I think it's called like, I think it's called Norman's principle or something. And it says the average person has the ability to upkeep 150 stable relationships. That's uh, a big number. And that's, it, it's it. a huge number. It's a lot of people. Right? Yeah. Do you have 150 people that you could name off the top of your head? Probably not off the top of my head. No, absolutely not. i have to go through and be like, oh yeah, I talked to this guy. Thank
1: thank goodness for the the iPhone, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, keeping up with all those contacts. I mean, you know, like I think everyone, you know, let me put it in the form of a question. On LinkedIn, if someone requests you, do you ever turn anybody down? No. Yeah, me neither. Never. Why? Why would you turn it Why would you tr- somebody else in your
0: network, right? Cause, and you always have the people, and we all know, everyone that's listening to this always knows the people on LinkedIn. You add them and you immediately have a message in your notebook. Like, oh my God, Jeff, Like, I'd love to see what you're doing <laughs> at New Realm, man. If I could take 15 minutes yeah. out of your time, you know. And while those might be annoying, sometimes I'll respond to them and just say, hey, I'm not interested, or hey, I'd love to hear what you right. talk about because. It sounds so cliche and I hate being the cliche bit guy but like the more doors you have open the more opportunities you have. I agree. It's 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 something again like I wish I could go back to like just graduated high school early college Logan and like slap in the back of the head and be like stop shutting people out. You have you're closing yourself off to so many opportunities that just right. could be there you never know. Like that connection could have been the nephew to the cousin to the son of Walt Disney yeah. or something and you could have you know, you never know what never could happen,
1: know. and it all goes back to what you said. Networking is very important.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to beer, because yeah. we're here, we're at a brewery, we're we're in Atlanta, we're we're doing the damn thing. <laughs> um, what's I, you might be biased, but like top three beers. Me and me and RC, you listen to that podcast. We sat there and we ranked our favorite beers or the seltzers and stuff. So so let's do that. Let's talk about just the trends and stuff. And yeah, you might yeah. be biased. You might throw in a few new realm things in there, but. Which what's your what's on the top of your list right now?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, one hundred percent bias. My go-to beer is sitting in front of me. It's our new beer called Below. Uh, just because you know, I, I think a lot of, you know, my, my close personal network knows, uh, I had knee surgery three years ago and with knee surgery, I be, you know, I couldn't move and I gained 60 pounds Wow! and yeah, it didn't feel good at all. And so I've really been focused on, you know, I bought a Peloton, really been focused oh, on really? losing weight. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a whole another Team Peloton, hour. yeah, that's a whole another hour <laughs> podcast. Yes. I am part of that cult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it is a cult. It is the a Peloton cult. community is amazing. Yeah, It's, it's crazy. crazy. That's, that's, uh, it's another day. That's another day because i could go on and on about the (laughs) benefits of that but uh but below is you know just a better for you hazy ipa so our lead brand at new realm is hazy like a fox and you know it's um capitalizing on the trends right now ipas are the driving force within craft beer hazy ipas are the fastest growing segment um we actually just mitch Steele, our brewmaster just you know and his team came up with BULO, which is just a better for you hazy IPA. So less than a hundred calories, it's 4% ABV. So I'm able to sit here and I'm on number two and I've had less than 200 calories and I can still maintain a pretty good conversation with you. So, <laughs> uh, it's really my go-to, um, you know, outside of our portfolio, um, I'm a big Guinness lover, um, yeah. once again, for the same, I, I think it's got a fantastic taste. Um, you know, it's, I, it's less than a hundred, less than a hundred calories. Um, thanks. And, uh, so Guinness is also a go-to for
0: me when I'm not drinking craft beer. It's my girlfriend too. She loves Guinness, and I'm so upset, man. I'm so upset that I'm I'm faced with this this, ish, this issue with my I guess my health and and beer. Maybe I'll I'll take a couple stab, and I do every once in a while. Like if if we're at a, at a brewery, a, a place that my parents frequent. My parents live up in Kennesaw, and that they frequent like Red Top. Yeah, uh, I was up there all, that last week all That's the time, and. Uh, and they love, you know, the concept of putting the card in and it's charging you by the ounce or whatever. Yeah. And that's awesome and everything. And, and I'll go and, and my girlfriend, or she'll order something and she'll say, hey, just at the bottom of the glass, just take a few sips, see what happens. Like, we, we I don't want you to be shut out from beer for your entire life. We don't want you to be wine, liquor and seltzer guy forever. I mean, it's not a bad portfolio. I just need to get into wine more. Uh, I've got I've got really good news for you if you like going to Red Top
1: because I'm I'm looking at you and the glass you have in front of you is almost gone. You've been drinking Alpha Water, which is our hard seltzer, and, was, it's, al- and it's almost gone. Right? You've yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of Alpha Water?
0: I was I was just going to ask too. Um, this is alpha water. This is what I'm drinking. That this is, what I'm is drinking. this is you guys didn't have a seltzer before alpha water? Correct. This, this is, is this is, this is, is the this new is realm
1: seltzer. New Realm seltzer It's called Alpha Water and you're drinking the uh, blueberry acai. It's um uh, and it's lovely. like I said, you've almost finished the glass. And uh so you mentioned Red Top. Uh, I met with those guys, met with Dave and Zach last week and they're really interested in bringing our seltzer on. That's so amazing. When you go there, you'll have uh, some new realm to drink.
0: That's amazing because I, last time I went there, I was like, "Do you guys have has, Do you guys have any seltzers or anything?" And they were like, "Not right now, no." And I was like, "Damn it!" Yeah. So I so I I sipped on a cider and it it was okay, but I still felt a little bit of tang or or something in, in the back of my throat, so I just went real slow at it, but. The last thing I want to do is sip a beer and have to bring an EpiPen every time I go to a brewery or that, something. That man. wouldn't that, be fun. That's not fun. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, I'm. you said I'm having the, the blueberry, uh, what's it called? The blueberry as, uh, acai, right? Isn't that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. I, I, was, I wasn't I going to try yeah. it. I know you were dancing around that. I was, I was, that was waiting like, for you I'm to I'm going to let like Chaz
1: mess this up before I do. <laughs> so, yeah, the blueberry acai. Uh, and there's three other flavors that we have. We have the black cherry, the citrus punch, and the lime cucumber. Um, it's available in a twelve pack variety pack um, that I'm sending home with you today. Oh, so, that's lovely! I did yeah. not expect that. I, I,
0: I love to hear that. Me and yeah. the girlfriend are going to be sipping on those tonight. Awesome. Um, what What do you think, as a beer guy, you know, of this whole movement of the the spiked seltzers? Like, it came literally out of left field. I mean, I think I might be a novice in, in the history of, of seltzers or anything, but I to my knowledge, I think White Claw was pretty early on, yeah. maybe one of the first, maybe the thing that kind of took it by surprise and, and has forced all these companies, including the one you work for, to to think maybe we need to, to get in on, on this madness.
1: Yeah, well, I, th- I think you have to in today's, you know, in today's environment, because everyone has, a, every brewery has, not every, but the majority have a seltzer now. Um, you know, I, I think, The craze started, I think out of this whole better for you concept, which is why we launched below as well Is you know, I think that everyone is, you know, really focused, you know, there's a lot of people that are focusing in on, you know, the low calorie, low carb, um, and even lower ABV, right. Um, to, be able to drink all day, you know, or for a longer period of time, yeah. you know, I mean, we're fortunate we have the Chattahoochee river in our backyard Absolutely. Right? And, and do river floats. And you know, you don't want to go out there drinking 10% ABV beers all, you know, all day, I, of course, enjoy them. Uh, you know, enjoy one or two, but you, you know, I'm a, I'm a puddle after about one or two <laughs> of those things, man. So this gives me an opportunity to float the hooch and enjoy all day. And, uh, in, enjoy, you know, whether it's below or if it's alpha water, you know, and, and, and drink all afternoon and have a good, and have a good time. But also, you know, once again, kind of going back to the, the better for you idea, um, you know, don't feel as,
0: uh, like I've got to ride the Peloton for 10 hours to work off the beer. Absolutely. You know? That's, that's one of the biggest things is I, you know, I, I think I showed my parents actually, my dad has always been a light beer guy. He's always been, he grew up in a small town in the middle of nowhere in Illinois and all he drank was bush light, just bush light, bush light, yeah. bush light, bush light, natural light, natural light. And I think, and my mom never was a really big drinker. I mean, she'll have a glass of wine. she I don't think I've ever seen her hold a beer maybe. Well now with, with seltzers, uh, being a thing, of course, but I think I showed them in like the thing I just kept hearing from her and and just my parents or just other relatives in general is like oh my god it's you don 't feel like crap after drinking them you don 't feel bloated after drinking them like it there's it 's hard to argue against them
1: well also too, I think we need to call it the taste too right i mean not not, not everybody loves the taste of beer, <laughs> so I think that 's the other thing too is it 's an alternative to drinking beer. Um, you know, on the go, right? Um, uh, so I think along with the low cal low, low carb, zero sugar, um, you know, lower ABV, it's the taste. And I think that's the real point of differentiation for us with alpha water um, is in the taste and, in, and the aroma when you crack open one of the cans you're really going to smell what you're about to sure. you know they eventually you're about to embark on if you will so absolutely um, and then they taste phenomenal so uh, we're, we're real pleased and you know shout out to mitch and this entire team it's not not easy to brew um and, and make make a hard seltzer so you know shout out to our team and um and our sales team for um you know commercializing this brand and and our distributor partners as well you know in georgia we're partnered with united distributors and then we've got uh, several distributors up in Virginia. Uh, we owe them a huge, you know, huge thanks for helping us bring this brand to market.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Where did you, I don't, I'm not sure if you had a hand in it or anything, but the name alpha water, was there strategy behind that? Cause you know, when you hear something that's alpha, you think like, this is the top dog. You think this is the boss. Like is, is that maybe some of the inspiration that oh, went into it? I, I, I
1: hope that we'll, we'll be the top. Yeah, we're working our way towards that. So, um, but yeah, I think our marketing team, you know, we have a whole process in terms of how we name our brands. Sure. Uh, there's a whole committee. Um, I'm not on that committee yet. Uh, <laughs> first, so I don't know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to speak uh, you know, too intelligently on that, but I, I like where we landed, obviously. I think that, you know, it definitely insinuates what you're talking about, you know, being the best, um, you know, being on top and I definitely like, you know, the package design. I think where we landed, it's it's, it's really spectacular. It's absolutely,
0: I, yeah. I was just going to say it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm a huge guy ever since I was a kid. You know, we, we mentioned the iPhone earlier. I love Apple. My, house, yeah. my My apartment is just riddled with Apple products. They're everywhere. Every room, there's at least one, and I've always been raised on like packaging is so important is. to a product. Like, people don't think about it. Like, you know, you o- used to open up a cell phone back in the day, and it was, you know, this clunky box, and there's a charger stuffed in this compartment, sure. the manual stuffed in that one, and you think, like, this sucks. Or you don't think anything of it because we weren't introduced to the iPhone yet. Yep. And and the minute we open up a Mac, and it's, you know, it's sitting there on top, and you peel the plastic <laughs> off it's, it's an experience. It so so with, with packaging and logos in particular, like, I just it's something that I've just noticed over the past couple of years, ever since I got out of college. And I thought like how crazy marketing is and marketing is everything, whether it's just the logo or the font that you guys use or the, like the moon and the sun, like
1: you have to differentiate on the shelf too. So I think, you know, some of the things that I noticed, you know, although the part of the packaging is white, there's this nice red on the package, right. To help stand on the shelf and, and clearly you know, showcasing the cans, um, on the package, so I think what you'll find with a lot of other seltzer packages, majority of them are, are, are white, you know, just a plain white box with, you know, the logo. Um, so we try to differentiate a little bit there, and also call out the fact that we're made by New Realm right here in your backyard. So you know, if you look at our our packaging, it says low cal, low carb, local. So it's brewed right here in, in Atlanta and, and up in Virginia. So um, you know, I think that's another point of differentiation for us.
0: Yeah, shout out to my Virginia peeps. I actually graduated high school in Virginia okay. over. In uh, the, the city is Ashburn, um, but it's kind of like right next to Dulles and Leesburg. It's kind of a smaller, smaller town, but it's um, but it's in between those big conglomerates of like Leesburg and 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 the uh, and the other cities around. So I'll have to make sure that my my buddies up in Virginia are are taking a, a crack at these um, because because they're they're pretty damn good. I mean, I'm not just gonna kiss your ass because I'm sitting in <laughs> front of you, but it's it's pretty damn good. Do you have? Besides, besides your own, of course, do you have any seltzer that, that you kind of got turned on to at the beginning of the hype and the craze? You know, there was a, there was a truly versus white claw thing for a while. Yeah, I, quite honestly, man, I
1: know, uh, <laughs> really? just being honest with you. I, I just, I, the, I don't know that I've had a white Claw or a truly really, which is really strange. Yeah. I probably should change that. Wow. So, yeah, I probably should do some more uh, market research.
0: Feel free to come by the apartment at <laughs> any time. There's always, there's a, a seltzer of some kind yeah. in my fridge at all times. Yeah, no,
1: I, I mean, I've had Alpha Water. I've had some of the local, you know, uh, locals here that have also launched. Scofflot um, has theirs. That's pretty yeah. good, too. I'll let you name the names. So I'll just keep it to <laughs> other local breweries. <laughs> Shout out to them, though. And yeah, uh, they have got they have great products. And, um, you know, uh, so that was kind of my sampling size. But,
0: I, I yeah, it's
1: funny. I, I don't think I've ever had a choice. We were at White Claw.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Interesting. I, I'm
0: jealous almost. <laughs> I've had so many of them, man. It's, it's almost like brain damaging. I've, I've well, had so interesting. many of them.
1: We talked sports, you know, early on. It's like, you know, before the pandemic, when you went to football games and you looked at the trash cans, you know, at, at tailgates, you know, it's amazing to see, like, just that's where I get a sense of how big the category is when you see the majority of the trash cans are full of Julia White Claw cans versus Miller Lite, Bud, yeah, Lite, and Coors Bud Light, yeah,
0: and yeah. You're like, oh my god, like you know. It's, and I think it goes back to what we said earlier about how people don't feel like crap when they drink them. Usually, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, to be completely honest, I'm a pretty big lightweight guy. Like it doesn't take much to get me going, and and I'll have two or three seltzers, and I'll just, I'll be on mile. I'm, I'm on the top of the mountain. I'm just feeling great. Um, so, with all that said, there comes a point in every interview that I have with a guest. I, I got to that point with RC. I, I get to it with everybody. If you if you listen the whole episode, um, where I ask each guest the same ten questions to okay. kind of bring it back, get it, sure. everybody to. To answer the same questions just to learn a little bit more about that person. Cool. You ready? I'm ready. They're like first date questions, nothing crazy here. <laughs> um, what was your first ever job? Not after college, not high school, like the first time you were paid to, to do should, something.
1: Maddie should answer this question because every time we pass by this place, I always tell my family, I'm like, did ever tell you the time that I worked at this car wash? <laughs> 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 she, she's nodding and saying every single time they pass this car wash yeah, she says so I
0: used to work here
1: 14 I started working right when I turned 14 at executive car wash and uh in East Cobb worked there all through high school wow and uh yeah it's, it was a great training ground
0: I yeah. was gonna ask did you did you always have that entrepreneurial bug in you did your did your parents ever drive that in or, or I think they, I just like
1: to work yeah like Work for me is it's beyond just a job. It's it's a passion. It's a hobby. I, just, I it's when I say it's twenty four seven and Maddie's nodding her head. Like, yeah. I just enjoy, I, you know, I, I enjoy working um, and I enjoy winning. So you know, like that's why I love sports and that's I, that's why I love to to win at work. So
0: that's absolutely that's awesome. I love winning. Yeah, I've I've never that's, thought of it like that. I like to win. I have, I can one hundred percent agree. Where there's a lot of people in the generations to come that view work as. Something that sucks or it's boring. Oh my god! it doesn't do have this. to. It
1: doesn't have to be that. way. It doesn't. I think you have to find what you're passionate about. And I don't know that I fully answered your question when you first asked. Well, I probably you know question one or two about how I landed in beer. Like, I went into this whole thing about being process driven, but like, it's it's. I was very fortunate to get recruited to come in and work in this industry. I mean, yes, it's Saturday afternoon. Yes, this is considered work, but like, I this is fun. Yeah. like when I go out and I'm at retail and I'm talking to customers, or you know, I'm, you know, playing golf with a with a, a customer. I mean, some would, you know, yes, yeah, so I'm on the clock, right? I'm I'm selling, but you're golfing, but, but I'm I'm having a good time, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I enjoy what I do, and I think you know, for folks that are still in college that may think, oh man, I got to go get a job. Like, go find something you enjoy doing. go Go find something you're passionate about. And you know, look, am I passionate about beer? I'm passionate about, I, I love beer. I, I enjoy sitting down and, and drinking a beer. Um, I enjoy selling beer, right? I, for me, like when I go in and I talk to a retailer, I, I enjoy selling and I enjoy making customer more money by selling my product. Sure. So when you enjoy something, it's not work. I, I, I'm never exhausted at the end of the day because of work. I'm exhausted because of the effort that I try to put in to, to go in.
0: That's an that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome thing to say. My dad has always been the same way. Uh, we he worked you know growing up. I when I was real young, he was gone a lot because he was just busting his ass, you know. And and now he's at a place where he can chill really, and yeah. and and he's kind of in the place where you're at, where he loves work. He doesn't ever think a thing about it. And I'm like, man, are you ever like just burnt out? And he's just like, no, I I just freaking love what I do so much that it doesn't feel like work. It yeah. just feels like I'm pursuing a hobby but I'm paid to do it, sure. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one. If you were an animal, what would you be? Uh, probably the roadrunner. Is that, is that a real animal? <laughs> yeah. is that, I, I mean, don't even know if that's an be, animal. I, I don't know if it, maybe an, yeah, I, have no I don't clue. know if it's a real, animal.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, what's it based off of like an ostrich? Uh, I have no clue, but I guess just moving fast, right? Anything that moves fast. So maybe, you know, like a cheetah, what'd you say? Cheetah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Okay. Oh, Oh. I was, I was at first more strategic. That is very strategic. That's a really smart answer. (laughs) Damn. All right. Maybe you'll, maybe I'm going to interview you next. Okay. (laughs) Beaver. That's, that's a pretty cool answer. I've, I've never heard that. Um, what's the best concert you've ever been to?
1: Uh Third Eye Blind, Rady Peace, and Eve 6. Oh man, August, that August 14th and 98. First date I had with my wife.
0: Wow, okay. Look at you go. <laughs> After a first date to a third eye blind concert, I don't think you could say no to a second date. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who would they be? Oh,
1: dinner with three people, dead or alive. My grandfather, who meant the world to me. Um let's see. Kobe Bryant. I was devastated when Kobe passed. Yeah, I was
0: almost a thing where not only the fact that he was young and, and and it's just like out of nowhere. Yeah, like and he's also just an icon. Like I'm sure we're gonna feel similarly. I mean, I felt it when Robin Williams died. It was almost like yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, that's, the that guy was a that's tough one. you know, and and as as all of my favorite actors and actresses are getting older and older and older like there's going to be a day where we see that like bill murray pass and it's yeah like, oh my god or or jim carrey or adam sandler and it's going to be like my kids will be like adam sandler who's that and i'm gonna be like oh yeah god that's happy gilmore and <laughs> those
1: are a couple of good names of you know and, and comedians too and, and absolutely a, a guy that i think george carlin would be a trip to sit down with for dinner so i'll say george carlin i'll say um my grandfather. And I think I've got an interest in politics. I think that, you know, there's a lot, you know, that's a whole nother show, obviously. But obviously. I would I would love to get a better understanding of the behind the scenes in D.C. So I don't care who, which president, but a president that could speak candidly would be an that's amazing a really That would answer. be a, an amazing conversation. I but almost like, want to
0: know the behind the scenes. Yeah, what you, what yeah. you just said, like. What we see on TV is definitely not it. Oh, like, no. Like we, like, we hear about, like, the fact that they, they're, they're, they need to be prepared to answer the 3 a.m. phone call. Like, how many of those phone calls are happening? Right. Like, like, what's the day in and day out of being, like... Like, just cut through
1: the BS and, yeah. and have a real conversation, um, you know, no matter what side of the aisle you know, it doesn't matter. I, I, I wouldn't care if, you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, just sitting down and having a conversation Absolutely. with someone that was the leader of the country and having real talk where, yeah, you know,
0: where there's no cameras, it, no reporters. Exactly. Just, I want to
1: know. I want to have a conversation. I want to sit
0: down and have a beer with like a president. Yeah. Just shoot wouldn't that shit. be cool? Yeah. It was freaking and cool. Just I don't to figure it out. Yeah. There's so many people out there nowadays, man, that, that like, you know, resent and we, we're not going to dive into that, but resent like one side or the other. But Regardless of what you believe, if the U.S. president walked in that door, I'd be like standing up. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, what a freaking. I'd probably start crying or yeah. something. Like, it's a big deal. I'm, I'm really passionate into that kind of stuff too. For sure. So if a president walked in, I'd probably shit my pants, to yeah. be honest. No, It'd be, it'd be a big deal. It'd, <laughs> it'd, be be a, a, d-
1: it'd be a fun dinner. So imagine having a president, George Carlin, and my grandfather all sitting at the same table. That would <laughs> Love be to be a fly epic. on the wall there. would be epic. <laughs>
0: um, do you understand the words stan, mute, and cancel? Stan. No. So to stand something, she might know this. This is kind of a uh, millennial lingo. So t- when I say that I stand Did something. Did I just age myself? Maybe it's it. ad. Maybe I also just threw okay. that, that. When I say I stand something, like I stan Jim Carrey. I stan Alpha Water. I stan pizza. It means like I absolutely will die for that person. S-T-A-N? Stan? Stan. Okay. Yeah, like Got I, it. I will go to bat for that thing okay. in every argument.
1: Stick by it. Exactly. To mute
0: something means to kind of, you know, quite literally the analogy of muting the TV. It's there. You like it. You're enjoying it. But you're just putting it on mute. Kind of like a take it or leave it situation. You could take it or leave it. Okay. And then to cancel, just like, you know, cancel culture. Just get it out here. Goodbye. Be gone. I hate you. Be gone. Got it. Yes, you did. So. so all right, well, gonna, the one that, do I have to go in order? So what I'm going to say, I'm going to give you three things, and you have to stand one, mute one, and cancel the other. Oh, okay. This, cool. Queso, guac, and salsa. Oh. Man, <laughs> here
1: I was thinking about all these, like, strategic answers of what I was going
0: <laughs> to cancel. and Okay. So queso, guac, salsa. and salsa. Yeah. The, the The trifecta of appetizers.
1: Okay. So... Cancel queso.
0: (laughs) Your daughter is telling you to leave. (laughs) She's canceling you right now.
1: (laughs) Cancel cancel queso. Uh, Stan guac. That means I like it, right? Yeah, that means you absolutely love it. And yeah, mute salsa.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. I'm pretty much the same, except I'm, I'm flipping your, your stand and your cancel. I'm canceling guac. I'm just not a big guac
1: guy. I, I wish I was. So I, I went on keto for a while. Oh, and really? So guac was, you know, avocados were good. Sure. Uh, so, so it um, got engraved it, into yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and no to tomatoes. So anyhow.
0: Absolutely. But, um, cool. What's one, I'm not sure how big or, or, or small you are into, into film, but like what's one movie you wish you could go back and watch for the first time ever? experience all this it doesn't have to be like in the theater like when it was released but just like if i can erase your memory for a movie and then we watch it together what are we watching
1: um oh god i suck at like movie questions and trivia because there's so many i don't know what, what do you I think what show, you say, about... what show yeah big so, stranger yeah, things I mean, yeah we're a big stranger things family yeah um but I don't know. I, I think cause it's cause of the nostalgic cause my dad and I watched this movie a lot back to
0: school with Roddy Dangerfield. Yeah. I think like I've that's watched that answer. movie a hundred times probably
1: yeah. uh, that that's one. And
0: I guess a good, an- another like a side question or a replacement question would be like, what's a movie that you could watch a hundred times and never get sick of it.
1: That's one. Uh, Pulp fiction is another one that I could just watch. Absolutely. And man, I'm going to kick myself later cause there's, there's, a couple more, I just you gonna know, come, the, you're going to text spot. me later. Yeah, you're gonna gonna be like, text oh my God. Me. I remember. I love movie. this movie. This yeah, is the I movie. This, like I, I watched like the green mile came on this morning. I watched, you know, it's like, um, and of course Shawshank Redemption. Oh, come on. Gosh. I mean, you could turn on the TV 24 seven and that's on. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's another great, great movie. Um, but yeah.
0: What, and to keep it in the movie train, if you go, if you're taking the family to the movies, uh, what what are you getting? Are you a snap guy? Or are you just like, hey, we'll we'll get candy at C V S and we'll sneak it in kind of guy? That's what my mom did growing up. We would go to the Dollar Tree yeah. and buy candy because we used to, that's
1: that's what we used. To. We definitely did that for a long time. <laughs> now we're in the boat, thankfully. Uh I, I think the kids all get candy. I'm more of just I, I I suck. I get a bottle of water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible. The kids get popcorn and uh, and candy, and they each get a uh, thing of candy. So yeah, popcorn and candy, ish. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it depends on how much money we spent that week. I always (laughs) used to wonder, like,
0: now that I'm an adult and know what it takes to. Pay to go to the movies. I always was wondering when I was a kid, like, why does Dad always hate going to the movies? Right. It's because it's expensive yeah, as hell to take a family of five, it's, which is what we were—a family of five—to the movies. Yeah. It's
1: but now my go-to candy when I ate candy was this little snow caps. That that oh, was okay. that was my okay. like, That's what I would order uh, at at the movies.
0: Okay. Kind of uh, switching gears to maybe a little bit more deeper of a question: What's your greatest fear?
1: Um. <laughs> All right, my f- greatest fear is prison. <laughs> <laughs> just I, the everybody concept, laughs. Just, just the concept, the concept of, of, going prison, to prison. of going to jail or prison is like, I, it, even it, for like a night, you okay. would, it just absolutely just would, terrifies you too. I the bone. would not last the night. Yeah. <laughs> no, neither would just, I, man. No. Uh, and haunted houses. I'm just not. Man, I, 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 I know.
0: finally found someone that's as big of a baby as me. I, t- hardcore. You can call me a sis all you want, dude, but like. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my wife. I don't care if you're my kid. I'm not going to a haunted house No.
1: Like, so, I will wait outside. My wife's the complete opposite, loves them, but she has to go with my brother. Really? Because you
0: won't go. He, I won't go, no. What about scary movies? Will you watch those? All day long. Oh, absolutely. No Same no, here. No issues. I'm in my own house. I'm fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a movie. Yeah. But when it's a haunted house and especially those ones, I remember going to one in high school where I had to sign a waiver that said like they could touch me if they wanted to, like yeah. the actors. You can keep that. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not man. I'm canceling that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got five minutes in and I had to like ask like somebody jumped out and I was like, Where's the exit? Yeah, hey, hey, I yeah. need to leave. That's I, that's me. I don't care if I just want 20, twenty bucks. In, yeah. yeah I, I gotta go. <laughs> that's not me. Um if uh what gets you up in the morning? Uh they
1: just the drive to win. Like, I mean, I get up and it's like, okay, how am I going to be better today than I was yesterday? Like it's a competition with myself. How am I going to do better today than I did yesterday? So it's just that that's the drive, man. Awesome.
0: And then lastly, if I snap my fingers right now and we were all transported to a time and place in history to witness an event or a death or a birth, what would it be?
1: Uh, I would go back and re-watch your podcast to know what these questions are ahead of time <laughs> so I could
0: pre-plan. Uh, all right, so where Hmm. We could be a fly... Almost like a... Uh, what is the movie where you get visited by the ghost at Christmas Pass and he, like, takes him around and he makes him, like, w- witness an event or yeah. something? Like, almost the same situation, but we're just watching something. Oh, man, I'm s-
1: completely stuck on this. Uh... Probably something, something to do with American history. Yeah. You know, going back, uh, you know, when, you know,
0: how about when they signed the Declaration of Independence? That'd be a day. Like, I, I've always wondered, like, so after they signed it, like, what happened? Did they yeah. just, like, shotgun beers or something? Yeah. Like, you got to think that something awesome happened. Yeah. We, yeah. It's like, yeah, you don't think about that stuff, right? No. And, like, you just know that you're taught in school. Like, they signed the Declaration of Independence. Moving on to the next chapter, it's like, well, wait. Did they like all high five? Did they like prance around in the street? Like what happened? Like I want to know the immediate after effect of signing the declaration. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so
1: that's one. That'd be a cool cool time to go back and watch.
0: Cool. Now I'm at the point where I'm going to give you the mic as if I haven't given you the mic already the whole time. But plug anything that you want to promote or you know, spread the word about, this is this is your time to shine now. No, I appreciate that. Well,
1: you know, first, thanks for coming in and uh, allow me to kind of share a little bit about myself, a little bit about New Realm Brewing Company, but obviously would love everybody who listens to this to come check us out. New Realm Brewing Company, we're located down on the Beltline, uh, just down the Beltline from Ponce City Market. We obviously just launched Alpha Water and Be Low, and uh, we have all of our beers on draft here. Um, also want to call attention for a cause that I uh, fully support, and that's uh, that's Camp Twin Lakes out in Rutledge, Georgia. I'm actually just started our 2021 campaign uh, supporting the Spin for Kids ride. So on October 3rd, I'm going to ride uh, to help raise money for Camp Twin Lakes. And uh, if you want to make a donation uh, to Camp Twin Lakes, you can just go to newrealmbrewing.com.
0: Actually, if you wouldn't mind putting that under... I was uh, just going to say, I will put all put the links link. to the things that Jeff is talking about in I, the description.
1: I would greatly appreciate any donations uh, to Camp Twin Lakes. It's a great cause for uh, for kids to go to camp out in Rutledge, Georgia. So um, those are my plugs. And uh, I do want to thank my daughter for joining today. I want to thank you for the opportunity. And uh, this was a lot of fun. So hopefully yeah. I didn't suck.
0: No, you didn't <laughs> suck at all, man. This is actually probably... I. I every guest thinks that I say this, but... It just gets better and better each time I do it. This is probably the best one I've ever done. So like, and I've done a shitload of <laughs> well, podcasts. Thank you. So
1: that was a lot of fun. So yeah, it. thank
0: you for inviting me out here. Thanks for giving me the trike. Thanks for sending me home with some alpha water. I can't wait to dive in, share it with the roommates. I don't think anybody I know has had this yet, unless I know a few people that frequent the brewery here and um, they've probably had it by now, but um
1: I just wanted to make sure I got that. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll also talking. do the research as well. But yeah, yeah thank
0: just, you so much for having us. Thanks for joining us too. I'm, I'm sure it was boring slash entertaining. How how old are you now? You're are, you're the oldest. Okay, the old, okay, you're 15. Cool. So yeah, thanks for helping him with some of the diff, more difficult questions. <laughs> yeah. What would you have said? I'm like really. Are you big into history? I'm big
1: Okay. Good. Oh, you got another guest down the there road. You, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> ready.
0: We're, we're ready. Um, yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. I love it. And I uh, wish you continued success. Thanks. And, uh, Appreciate it.
1: Welcome anytime.
0: Everybody, like I just said, I'm putting the links in the description so that everybody has the most up-to-date and accurate information about everything Jeff just mentioned. Go check out the cause. Check out New Realm. Come through. Come drink. Come try the seltzer. And, uh... Yeah, everybody, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.